Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Mm, what day What day did the college send out their email saying, ca- causing a lot of confusion <laughs> with RMTs? And I really don't know why it caused so much confusion. And then they had to send out another email to clarify, and that caused even more confusion. And I honestly, I don't understand why RMTs in Toronto, uh, Toronto, yeah, because it's the center of the universe why rmts <laughs> in ontario have such a hard time trying to figure out what the college is telling us the college is letting you figure shit out for yourself yeah basically that's exactly what they're doing right? they're saying okay prioritize your treatments get back to some of the ideas of treating patients and clients that if they didn't have treatment their 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 life would go to shit Maybe those people should go first. They also suggested don't open up your doors and go gangbusters right away. Yeah. But then they also said, you know what? You can treat anybody you want. At the end of the day, use use your therapeutic judgment. Make up your mind for yourself and go from there. Yeah. And apparently, no one can make up their minds for themselves, which is really fucking troubling to I me. I think that more people have had a chance to sit with it now. And I'm seeing that people have made decisions. So there's some that are choosing. Is it the that- fear that you're going to do something wrong? Or is it you just need someone to hold your hand and tell you what to do? Because if that's the case... It might be a little bit of both. It might be some people are afraid to do something that's incorrect. Well, what's... Tell me what... Tell me what the hell could be incorrect. Like, I don't understand. You're asking me? I I don't... I don't, I don't get have it. A, an issue with anything. I really don't understand it. I don't, I feel, you should see the way he's looking at me right now, Candace. I'm terrified. <laughs> actually, he's like he's getting all like confrontational with me right now. <laughs> I'm I'm feeling your pain. I'm feeling your pain. I don't understand what the confusion is either. We should be using our uh, our best judgment. Yeah. And I think if you feel like you can't do that, maybe you're not in the right field at this yes, point. Yes, thank you. Yeah, I think that I think thank the you. concern um, that I was seeing initially was they were saying, okay, so it was the wording of the initial email I think made it sound again like anybody think that's an emergency so there was a bunch you, of people why saying just pull it this up. is not pull this it. is not an emergency service period pull it up and let's right. read it and then we'll right. dissect it and we're going to see that this is not confusing one bloody bit by the way for anyone listening that when we haven't even done an intro this is not the purpose of this episode but it was apparently <laughs> at the top of Mark's head today so we're going to no, start it's a here. good intro it's a good intro I think we're okay. all feeling the pressure <laughs> today is Sunday and this email not the latest from, one the oh, first no. one okay, that they so this sent is from out. Friday We'll do it in chronological order. Okay, okay. So, yeah, that was the update. Where is my college email? Okay, so Wednesday. So Wednesday, um, the 27th of May, I believe. Sure, I'll take that. Okay, so what we've got here is an email that, you know, explaining to us that they were experiencing te- some technical difficulties. I just had to point that out that that was the first line, um, which impacted their ability to send out this information to RMTs. So as soon as it's fixed, the email and all relevant Well, because you know what a big available. problem was? A big problem with this thing was they didn't send... Okay, so a lot of the regulatory, or at least the ones that I know of, some of the regulatory bodies, they sent out an email. So this this this... This change to directive number two, is it called directive number two? Yes. This change to directive number two, this amendment happened on Tuesday, May 26th. Cool. In the evening. Yeah. Well, whenever. So, and then a lot, not a lot, but there's some of the healthcare colleges that sent out emails that night saying, okay, effective May 26th, which really is at the end of the day now you can go back to work in in whatever capacity that we feel makes the most sense. And every college was a little different. Cool. 
Now, the CMTO didn't put anything out that same day, the College of Massage Therapists of Ontario, so they didn't send an email, and apparently they dropped something down on their website the next day on the 27th, mm-hmm. but also all of the very typical large-scale news outlets we're already reporting on like yeah. chiropractors, That's physiotherapists, massage, therapist, massage therapists. You can yeah. you can all go back to work. Hence so, my phone was exploding. So, exactly. Yeah, so so Crazy. the general public now knows we can go back to work. Some people that are hanging out on the internet might have known because they've seen, you know, stuff on Facebook and everything else and everyone's in an uproar. And then Everyone goes to the website and the website crashes and that's what happened because you have a billion people trying to go, well, not a billion, less than 15,000 <laughs> people going onto the website to see, okay, well, what's the deal here and what changes do they make to the original draft that they had that kind of outlines, you know, the, the, the guidelines to going back to work. So everyone, and then imagine if you don't live on Facebook, right? You don't live on Facebook. Which I don't. You hear it from <laughs> the news or, and or like you did, I heard you hear from, you. from a lot of, or you hear from a lot of your patients and clients calling up saying hey i heard on the news you're ready to rock and roll and those people are left sitting around with their dick in their hand pretty much like i have no idea because i didn't know know. and so then anyway i wouldn't and many people just extremely confused with the directives many didn't even know we had any as far as doing these modules and making sure we had certain ppe in place and i mean people are still scrambling and very confused once again which we should have been preparing to go back to work the minute we were told we couldn't work anymore yeah so So here's here's (laughs) my take on the whole thing and i'll 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 go through the email. So yes, when the draft came out a week prior, it because it was watermarked on every page draft, maybe this is what started the confusion. So I'm not going to lie. I was probably one of those people where I was like, okay, this is a draft. So this is, you know, basic guidelines. I read through it. I'm like, okay, I understand. There's what one thing that do. we should really understand about the college. At least that's what I've noticed over the years. When they put out a draft on something, their, that's, final, that's it. their final document doesn't really stray much from yes, the draft. Exactly. They might add to what's already there, but they really don't amend what's already there. Well, that was is, my impression as yes. well. And I said to everybody, look, you need to take that verbatim do what it tells you to do or you're going to be really behind and delayed yet again opening your business. Just do what you got to do. So I agree with you, Candice, that yes, that was going to be the final copy. This is where maybe other RMTs were thinking the same way I was because that came out the week prior and it said draft. I had this crazy idea that we were going to get something with some notice of like, you know, a couple of weeks. It wasn't going to be right. like, guess what? You can go back to work right now. So yep. um, I can understand people being a in little their bit defense, behind and though, frustrated. In their defense, the CMTO might not have known. Well, exactly. They might not have. The so timing of them being told, I'm yes, this saying, regulatory body can... I, you asked me why... No, 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 so no. I understand. So I think that was number one is we get this draft and then a week later, it's Cool. Go back to work. Yeah, go back to work. Okay. I was even surprised. So yes, the initial email, I had to giggle about the technical difficulties because I think that started the confusion because yes, we didn't get an email. We were being told either by our patients or by people who are on on Facebook or whatever that this is the case. And then as Mark said, you go to the college website and the link wasn't there because- The whole college website was down. Yeah. Because of these technical difficulties. The whole fucking thing was down. Anyway, it says here, directive number two allows for a gradual restart of services to be carried out with adherence 
to guidance from the Health Professions Regulatory College. So the CMTO is recommending that RMTs resume practice gradually because the directive encourages healthcare providers to limit the number of in-person visits for the safety of healthcare providers and their patients slash clients. In the gradual restart of services, RMTs must comply with the requirements in the Government of Ontario's COVID-19 operational requirements, health sector restart, um, May 26, 2020, or as current, including the hierarchy of hazard controls. Prioritize clients with essential care needs while gradually resuming practice. Treatment is considered essential when the client's overall health or function would considerably decline if treatment were not provided, i.e. lead to hospitalization or other serious health consequences. This, this point, so many people were highlighting this. consequences thing? It was, no, it was... People were reading this and saying, okay, treatment is considered essential when the client's overall health or function would considerably decline if treatment were not provided. Because we were considered, quote, non-essential for two months, I think a lot right. of RMTs were like, well, how, like, how the fuck do we determine that now? Like, we how weren't is that essential any before. Than it was exactly. Before, right? but, and and at the other side of their mouth, they spoke and said, but you can treat whoever you want. It's just so badly well, worded. Well, you can treat whoever you want came in the updated version because mm-hmm. I think that it had to because people are looking at that and saying, well, how is there suddenly a need for emergency treatment when we were considered non-essential period? Like there was no, no, no such right. thing as okay. emergency well, massage well, treatment before. Well, let's slow this down because right. because there there's a distinction between essential and non-essential. And then there's this other category, emergency slash urgent care. And so while we were kind of locked down, other practitioners like chiros, like physios, they were allowed to continue For with emergency, emergency yes. slash urgent care. And our college said, listen, nothing that we do would be considered exactly. emergency slash urgent care. Yeah. So the wording here says essential. but Because that goes back to the beginning. Right. When, the beginning. Yeah. And, and this, that's when RMTs were already screwed up to be, yeah. they, they were confused to begin with. Like what's essential, what's not essential. So mm-hmm. it says here, then you have to adhere to the COVID-19 pandemic practice guideline for massage therapists, which we have. Restart massage therapy practice gradually, ensuring enough time between appointments to clean and disinfect the practice environment. And we have the guidelines on that. And Regularly look for updates on the Ministry of Health's COVID-19 webpage and the CMTO webpage as the pandemic continues to evolve. So my take on this is that it is actually quite clear. You prioritize people who are more essential, meaning, you know, I've talked about it on other episodes, my clients who are chronic pain sufferers and who are, you know, on their highest dosages of pain medication right now waiting for me to come back. I have a client who can barely walk and massage therapy has been the only thing that's helped with his leg and foot pain. So, you know, he was one of the first people I contacted to say, you know, how you doing? I'm going to be able to slowly restart services. And, you know, just doing as they said, putting enough space between clients cleaning and disinfecting and you know following all the protocols and decide for was, yourself well, exactly decide what would for be, yourself what, what would be sense. essential or non-essential and i feel our patients are pretty well versed in what we're doing with them with respect to their care as well i know a lot of my patients have said love that you're coming back thank you for the information i don't feel like we're essential right now you see who you need to see and we'll be we'll see you again in july or august whenever things are back up to normal yeah. so you know my patients have been extremely understanding i've had a few that have reached out immediately to say oh my gosh you're back i need to get in right now i'm dying without you and and of course we're going to be there for those people as quickly as possible there was another line that said um so long in as the, the yes no okay. no no not in the update the in the original okay. so as long as the benefit of the treatment outweighs the risks to both the client and the RMT. Right. So again, Make that to mind. me it is saying you decide. You know how badly does this person need to come for treatment, and 
is it worth, you know, potentially putting both of you at risk? And again, you're doing well, you're doing screening and all of that. So it like Mark said at the beginning, that's the thing. It's using your professional the judgment. College the college can't ex- dictate. No, they can't. W- right. What you can and what you can't see, or they shouldn't dictate that. You should be able to make up your mind for yourself. Is yeah. this a patient or client that I should be seeing right now, or is this a bad idea? And in my mind, if you can't make up your mind about that, we have a problem here, yeah, right? right? What does that say about the rest of your therapeutic decision making? If you can't even come up with something as simple as, "Mm, I think the risks here outweigh the benefits. This is not a good idea. You can't do that for your fucking self? After one of massage therapy school, it's just unbelievable to me. And my issue as well, and I'm seeing a lot of it online, is RMTs that don't respect the fact that PPE is essential. I'm seeing a lot of things that really disturb me about, you know, people irate that they have to wear a mask, irate that they have to take all these precautions. Oh, I, I haven't myself, seen that. Man, I got to yeah, get on Facebook more. It's crazy. Some right, of these you know what? threads are just disturbing. Let's, let's before we start to rock and roll too heavy, let's uh, do, we've already gone, I don't know, however long, let's do some formal introductions with our, our super cool guest on the Mark. phone. Yeah, well... <laughs> Because I am to blame. And Mark. I am to blame. Oh, uh, it's okay. Everybody loves you, Mark. Uh, well, hey, everyone. It's oh, Amanda. Oh, absolutely not. No, no. Oh, I got not. chewed out. Apparently, my language is deplorable. Yeah, you're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> For fuck's sake. <laughs> well, <sighs> everyone deplorable. listening, she I, has I just sound... introduced herself. <laughs> I'm unintelligent, and my language is deplorable, apparently. Don't worry. Oh. She won't listen to this because you discussed her. Um <laughs> We've got a very interesting guest on the phone. Her name is Candace. She practices here in the GTA as well. And she's here to talk about safely returning to work in a a shared practice space with a practitioner who doesn't uh, necessarily have the same professionalism, same ethics as she does. And she's concerned about how to work with this person. And this is COVID aside, right? This is COVID aside. This is somebody who has done things in the past, and I'll let Candace talk about it, but who has done things that has put Candace's health at risk and who you know, just really doesn't seem to have the the professionalism and respect and consideration for other people working in a shared space. And so she's now concerned about going back to practice. And I don't know if this coworker or um, associate of yours is somebody who has a problem with masks, but you can get into that. Um, right. I do want to say one more thing before I let Candace introduce herself about um, people making decisions. Again, I'm not online as much as you two are, so you might disagree with me, okay. but I feel like the RMTs I've been seeing now seem to be taking one of two sides. I'm seeing a whole bunch of people who are saying, no, I do not feel safe going back yet. That's correct. I think I'm going to, you know, I'm, gonna I'm, stay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay. I'm going to open when I'm ready to yep. open. And I 100% right. respect Which, that because you've taken a stance. Yes. And then there are therapists who are saying, you know what? I've been excited. I have my PPE. I've got everything stocked up. Look at, you know, they're showing pictures of their disinfectants and masks and they're like, I'm ready for you. Let's go. Let's get back in business. And I respect that. You've taken a stance. Can I tell you who I feel sorry for? I feel sorry for someone who might have made a stance, but their their workplace is Ah, kind of dictated. Yeah. Yeah, Because I I had a friend friend of mine send me send me a, a copy she she sent, she forwarded over an email that her work sent her and she had already told her work listen and it's not it's not all it's not because of covid but just everything else in life and summers coming and and kids and all the rest of it and like why am i going back to work and all, all the stuff so she pretty much said i'm not ready to come back to work until september 
That's it. Right. Like I'm that, and it's really not COVID related. But now that I've had time off and summer's coming, and I'm, I'm going to be with my kids all summer. Reprioritizing exactly. Yeah. And her work sent back like this whole bit saying, "Okay, well, we're business too, and we need people to step up and fill in. And if you're not going to step up and fill in, we're going to replace you." Right. So those are kind of the people I feel sorry for. But I mean, I'm going to sound like you right now. I do, but I don't, but I do, but I don't. I do. As the business owner, man, I want want my people back. No, 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 no. But that's, that's not the part. But the part was, it's not even like we'll replace you, but it was the urgency of which they're saying, they're like, if you are not ready to come back, by June 1st, we oh. are going to replace you. So oh. And that's she's unacceptable. Like, exactly. That's unacceptable. Based yeah, on our directives, crazy. first of all, that's unacceptable. Yeah. Second of all, she's got a family at home and she wants to keep them yep. safe as well yeah. as her patients. Then her ethics need to be taken into consideration before anything else. Absolutely. And that's where I get frustrated because we're not in an industry where money should be your first priority. And businesses that run like that give our field such a bad name and it drives me crazy. Okay. We should finally, finally introduce It's you all to my Candace. fault. I'm sorry. You know, it's it's all of us. It's the end of the day and we've all just been through a crazy week of shit. Like I know Candace has been working on her return to work. I've been working on my return to work. And anyway, I'm going to stop talking. I want you for everybody listening to introduce yourself a little bit about how long you've been in practice, what type of practice you have. And then we're going to jump right into the topic at hand of working with somebody who doesn't really respect boundaries or consider other people, apparently. Wonderful. So, yes. So, I've been in practice for 17 years now, if I could actually say that. Holy moly. (laughs) Um, I started practice when my youngest child was 13 months old, and my children are now all in their 20s. Yeah. So, I work in two different realms of massage therapy. So, I have one clinic within a space of um, seniors, um, both active living independent as well as long-term palliative. Um, And I have my public space with which I see everything and anything under the sun. And um, have been working independent for most of my career and I'm now finding myself sharing my space with two other colleagues at this time. And it's been a really rough start. Um, It's been a really rough start. So I'm struggling with how to manage the concerns. I have tried to address them. Um, However, I met with a lot of resistance. Um, So... I'm looking for opportunities and suggestions to uh, to cope with these issues. Oh, this will be fun. So mm-hmm. y- you now sharing space with okay, give me the, give me the workplace and invo- like what's the rundown at your your public clinic? Is this your space that we're talking about here? I wish it was. It's okay. always been my space until now. So this is a new space for me and a new space for these colleagues and we've come together to to save some money and split the rent essentially. So Whose idea was um, we this? have our own <laughs> well Um, the space would have been mine, um, but I knew that a colleague was having a bit of a rough time and needed to relocate herself, had reached out to me several times over the last couple of years to ask me if I would share space with her, um, had gotten to know her quite a bit, felt comfortable enough that I did reach out to her to say, look, I'm changing locations in the next couple of months. Are you still needing a space? She said, absolutely. You know, I'm having a tough time. I got to get out of where I am as soon as possible. Has she has she been in the practice as long as you have? Like, has she been? No. Ha- so I believe she's close to a 10-year mark. Okay. It's not like she's yeah. new. Okay. Not not new. Not fresh out of school. At gotcha. All gotcha. So, um, yeah, come to pass. I had already had some meetings with some landlords, taken some measurements, negotiated some rents, and chosen a space, brought her in and another colleague in on the space. We're sharing the rent. It's fabulous. We have so a beautiful space. three of you are sharing the rent. Right. And, and I mean, that makes 
life lovely financially. For sure. Um, but I'm learning quite quickly that sometimes you want to bite the bullet and pay the bill yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. You know. Tell me about your space. So we have our each own individual rooms, obviously, and we share the common area, which would be reception and waiting space. Are you guys operating on the same business name or just kind of everyone's just doing their own so thing? So independently, we've chosen not to name the clinic just mm-hmm. because we're not working together under a business umbrella, right? Good call, so, good call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even with respect to our rent, we've uh, decided not to open up a joint bank account. We're just individually paying our own, you know, mm-hmm, rent. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So the main the main issue I'm having right now really is I am I have severe asthma and allergies. Um, this person does use essential oils. It hasn't been an issue. I'm pretty good with most essential oils as long as they're quality. Um, and she doesn't use them all the time. But since we've opened this space, she has just done a few things that have triggered me quite significantly. Um, And really just, number one, hasn't taken responsibility for it. And, you know, essentially saying that it didn't even happen. So I don't know how to approach something when when you observe (laughs) one do something and they just look at you like, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, So that's fabulous. Um, I was just going to say Shaggy. It's like, yeah. Banging on the the bathroom floor. wasn't wasn't me. You know what? Dennis Rodman did this. I heard the story when Dennis Rodman was on Howard Stern and Carmen Electra caught him cheating with someone in bed and he he just literally was like, wasn't me. Oh yeah, I wasn't God. there. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't remember. Like, <laughs> what the hell? So, I mean, it's like talking to a child. I mean, how do you have a reasonable professional adult conversation with someone who just looks at you like, I don't know what you're talking about, you know? So, I mean, my almost um, three-year-old does this to me daily. She's got right. this habit lately where she goes in the bathroom, unravels all of the toilet paper just for the fun oh. of rolling it back up. So then when I go into the washroom, it's, it's I mean, it's all rolled back up, but it's like twisted and like it's right. a disaster. Was and I will ask her, did you do this? Do you like, know who did this? I mean, obviously she did it, right? I'll say, did you do this? Nope. nope. I'm like, yes, you did. Nope. And now she's at the point. This is my favorite. I say, did you do this? She'll go, no. And then I'll just stare at her for a, until she says this. And she'll go, okay, mom, you know what? I was Maybe lying I before. Maybe I should try that. I was lying before. I did it. Because I just stare at her like, are, when are you just going to tell me the truth? Everybody knows it was you. So oh. when it, so yeah, now she says to me, you know what, mom, it was me. I was lying before. I'm like, okay, Aww. thanks. Awesome. <laughs> so your three-year-old has learned before someone who's, you know, much older. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. Maybe I could bring your three-year-old into the clinic. We just can have this meeting. And then yeah. I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she's, she's doing things that are affecting you, like affecting your health right. and you've, witnessed her do them and when you talk to her she just denies it not even like oh i'm yeah. sorry i didn't just yeah. i didn't do it no it was there wasn't there was zero concern for my health and and the last time that this happened so this has happened repetitively um the last time that this happened this the asthma attack was so severe that i'm actually still dealing with like major lung issues major Whoa. breathing issues and everybody I'm remember it's almost june and we yeah. haven't worked since March. Right. I And this happened end of February middle to the middle of March when we stopped working. And um, it had happened three times in a really short period of time, the exposure. And there had been two incidences prior to that. So she was fully aware of my issues, um, brought it to her attention as quickly as possible. Um, and it was just a combative communication. I just didn't understand it at all. I know personally, if someone came to me and said, my gosh, I don't know what you're using, but I had a terrible reaction today. I, my first response would be like, oh my gosh, come into my office. Let's figure this out. Whatever it is, let me get rid of it. It's common courtesy. I don't know. 
that would be my first response, but it hasn't been hers. So the first, I had been in the office space almost two months prior to her moving her things in and, and practicing. Her first day in the office, she came in during business hours, I'm expecting patients, and she starts spray painting spray paint in the clinic. Now we have a clinic with no windows, no ventilation. Well, that's just poor judgment. So my asthma attack immediately happened. I had to leave the building because it went, when I opened our clinic door, it went down the hall all the way to the main entrance of the building. That's how toxic this was. I mean, those, those containers clearly say do not use unless you're in a well-ventilated area. It's just common sense. Anyway, so I literally had to leave the building for about two hours and come back. That's how bad it was. So she was aware from day one that I had severe asthma. Then there was another day where, I don't know if she has a microwave in her room, whatever it was, she brought something to the effect of perhaps some sardines, like that very strong, strong, strong fishy smell. It almost smelled like it had gone rotten. And so our entire clinic smelt of rotten fish. This is during business hours, patients coming in. I'm just, I'm shaking my head. I'm thinking, oh gosh, just let it go, let it go. Let it go. <laughs> and then, and then these, then this toxic uh, exposure, I don't know what she was using, whether it was a diffuser, um, whether it was some sort of essential oil, whether it was her laundry detergent. I still have no idea and cannot identify this smell. It's something I've never smelled in my life. Um, can't put a finger on it, but I've tried to approach it yet again prior to us returning post COVID, mm-hmm. uh, if you will, and I got the same reaction again. I don't know what you're talking about. I've even asked my clients, they don't they don't smell anything. Maybe it's coming from the ventilation system. Okay. So if it's coming from the ventilation system and it's only in your room and only on your person, the building has a problem with its ventilation system because it's nowhere else in the clinic. I'm very surprised about the the combativeness and the defensiveness because mm. we work in an industry that being scent free is actually more the norm. Um, yes, there are therapy who use essential oils and stuff, but it's usually with um, permission from the client. You know, you don't just start busting out all of these smells because you don't know what right. people's issues are, sensitivities. And some people just don't like certain smells. Like for me, for example, 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 I don't know. I don't speak English apparently. Either um, or, yeah. For me, uh, when I was pregnant, I had a severe mm. like aversion to lavender. Anything with a yeah. lavender scent, I was like, well, like get it away from me. I'm going to throw up. Right. And right. that kind of stuck. Um, I've slowly gotten a little bit better because I do have clients who like essential oils and I do have lavender in my like repertoire of oils. And right. some clients will say like, oh, can we use some lavender oil? So I can tolerate it now. But mm-hmm. had that been an, a scent that was just in an environment when I was pregnant, I would have to walk out. So yeah, I mean, right. we work you in the understand. type of industry we are, you know, in the healthcare industry where you should be scent free. I purposely yeah. don't, I don't wear perfumes mm-hmm. when I come to work. My, all of my um, products, my creams, my lotions, even my shampoo, everything is, is yeah. pretty scent free or like the mildest of sense, you know, like I'm very cognitive of that as well. And I did approach this colleague, you know, with that tone, you know, I said to her, look, this just isn't about me being petty and saying, I don't like your products. This is me having like a health related reaction. And I'm concerned that our patients coming through here may also have exposure issues. And we really need to respect that. Um, You know, I had to put a um, a draft stopper on my door just so that nothing was coming underneath my treatment room door and into my room. I have to, when she's doing what she's doing, I actually have to wait for my clients outside of our clinic space, out in the hallway of the building for my clients to get dressed and come out to pay because I cannot even be within the common space. It's so bad. Yeah, that's so bad. that's not okay. And it's not, it's not conducive of a professional environment and it's, it's, 
it's quite frustrating. And really, I'm just kind of, other than just saying, look, I'm ready to buy you out and you, you probably should go. I don't know what else I should do. <laughs> that might be, that honestly might be the only way. And I mean, I'm I'm I know that you came on to you know have a discussion and and talk mm. about different ways to approach it. But if somebody is that inconsiderate of somebody's medical concerns, like you said, it's not just that you don't like the smell. Okay, the fish right. thing, for example. Um, I worked in a clinic with seven other therapists, and we did have to you know once we did have to have discussions sometimes about the smells of foods people were bringing and sure. you know heating up in the microwave because you don't want the entire clinic smelling like oh so for example. I think one time, actually, okay, I'll use myself as an example. Let's let's pick on me for a minute. I once brought in leftovers and there was uh, fried chicken in this thing that I had brought into the clinic and it made the clinic smell like fried food. That is like the last right. fucking thing people want to smell when they're coming to a massage clinic. I was like, right. oh my God, guys, I'm so sorry. Like I didn't realize it would smell that strongly, right? But right. never again am I going to bring something fried into the clinic because that's just not appropriate. And it's not about... um it's not even about anything other than, you know, this is a healthcare facility. A healthcare facility. You shouldn't exactly. have these strong smells. A hospital exactly. would never go for that. I mean, you can't mm-hmm. even show up at a CMTO discipline hearing. <laughs> With like the, Exactly. They yeah, send out exactly. documentation it's saying this has got to be, and, and, yeah. and that's a, just a fucking hearing. Now, I'll tell you, I actually went onto the CMTO website, funny enough, and I found in one of our, oh, I don't know if I have it close to me. Standards of practice. I wrote it down. There is a standard that says we must respect the sensitivities and allergies of others within our space. And that's CMTO guidelines. Yeah, I, was I brought actually that gonna... to her attention and yeah. she just was beside herself. So, you know, I brought that to her attention and she immediately was just like, Row, you know, so it's like, okay. But like <laughs> I said, it's, like, you know. that's why your your only option might actually be to say this relationship isn't going to work out because well, okay. I find it to be a very strange reaction for somebody who works in healthcare to not be considerate of something like scent. That is just basic, even if it wasn't a standard. If you're working in a space with other people. I worked in a college, for example, and we were scent free. Like we, I couldn't right. wear perfume to work because it was yeah. a healthcare college. I don't right? know a doctor's office that allows it. I don't know a dental office well, exactly. that allows it. When These you work in healthcare, that are for health. Yeah. yeah. You expect to be scent free. And as I said, there are massage therapists who use essential oils and that's fine. As long as you mm-hmm. said one, they should be high quality. And I assume most therapists do use high quality oils, but also getting permission from clients. I remember I worked in one place where the owner of the clinic decided okay, to yeah. buy an essential oil diffuser that was being um, used in the Ugh. common space. And those are so toxic. Oh my gosh. Right. The more I read about those things, the more... I I mean, it's quite dangerous. You're talking about the one of the new standards, maintaining professional boundaries and prevention of sexual abuse, that document. There you go. Paragraph one. Part A is maintaining professional boundaries. And then you have standard A1. Standard one, excuse yep. me, and point four. Yep. Mm-hmm. Establishing a, a practice setting that maintains professional boundaries. And then registrants must ensure that practice settings for massage therapy include the following. And one of them here is that the setting respects the individual needs related to allergies and sensitivities. For Thank example, you. sense, mold, dust-free, yeah. and so on. Yep. This Thank is the you. downside for you because mm-hmm. if this is one of the standards and if you are going to dissolve a business partnership Mm. with someone 
because of misconduct, and I don't know if contravention of a small part of a standard like this would be considered to be misconduct. I don't know. But mm. if you're going to dissolve a partnership with someone or fire someone or place limitations on their ability to work as their employer or their, their associate or whatever the case is for misconduct, incompetence, or incapacity, that is actually a mandatory reporting yeah, obligation is. for facility owners and or associates or partners or all the rest of it. And when I read that, I realized that and I thought, do I really really want to go there. So I gave her this like 10th opportunity to just meet me halfway. And, and I will tell you, I can be a really, you know, strong person. I know I can be intimidating when I approach someone. And I think I was probably quite strong the first couple times we met. This time I came at her where she actually brought up my allergies first in our conversation because we were meeting about what cleaning products we're going to use and how we're going to manage the clinic when we go back. And when she brought up my allergies, I thought, oh, I said to her, Thank you so much for bringing that up. Oh, I really appreciate. I really real. appreciate you acknowledging that. And having said that, I really want to revisit this issue of scents in the clinic because I really don't want to end up in the hospital at my next exposure. So, is there some way we can meet in the middle? Is there some way we can try to together figure out what this is and remedy it? And I was immediately just approached again with negativity and defiance and so weird so here's the thing she's she's denied even doing anything wrong so i'm a researcher i went online and i found a review <laughs> from one of her past clients who specifically says wonderful clinic major issues with the strong sense and toxic chemicals and products being used in the clinic so this is not a new issue she has clients that have not appreciated it in the past and i'm going to assume probably colleagues as well and how do i go sucks. forward <laughs> that sucks big time because even though you guys are not like a united business together mm. you're in there by association correct so i have no authority over her at all yeah. other than to unfortunately possibly have to get the cmto involved or or give her the opportunity to exit. Yes. Okay. So bringing up the idea of a mandatory reporting obligation, again, mm. you know, contravention of a standard. I mean, this is a small part of a new standard, but nonetheless, I can imagine you can term that contravention of a standard and therefore that would be misconduct. I know a dude who owns a clinic. He's taken a bunch of courses with us and he says he purposely just makes a therapist, one of his therapists that he, their, their subcontractors or their, their independent contractors with him. Mm -hmm. He's like, I never fire anyone for things like this because I don't want to have to fucking do the paperwork. Right. He's like, I just fucking make it impossible for them to want to work there. I make it so uncomfortable <laughs> that they just pick up and leave <laughs> so I can avoid any kind of fucking paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're gonna make me oh cough now. Oh, so Lord, this that's is good. this is the first step. I think you guys need a staff meeting, and I think you guys do. You guys already have a whole bunch of like policies and procedures because we're gonna have to have oh, that. Well, because this is the whole other part of this topic. So since day one, because there's been issues with her behavior and attitude and the way she handles things and bringing dirty equipment into the clinic and not cleaning it. And oh my lord! So. I have tried to sit down and establish some policies and procedures, and she has refused to sign anything um, or forgets that we have meetings or just doesn't show up. So that's where we're at. <laughs> you have you okay? I didn't know like how deep these problems were before we started oh, recording because you know yeah. you were pretty vague in our initial conversation. But this is this is a personality problem. This is somebody mm -hmm. who doesn't like to be told what to do by the sounds of it. Right. This is somebody who just wants to practice the way she wants to practice. And because, yeah. as you said, you technically have no authority over her, she's just mm -hmm. going to keep doing it until yes. somebody tells her you 
can't fucking do that. Yeah. And I think a lot of my colleagues that I've spoken to have said, you know what? She's not going to stop. She's going to purposefully make your life hell. Unless you make her life hell like Mark's friend. (laughs) Wow. I don't understand why you, why why anyone would even want to be in that type of work environment where it's just so right. it, it's just the tension is high. It's like why it is, and you, of course you have to hide that from patients. I mean that's really tough to do. I mean I've had clients that have looked at me like, what's wrong with this lady? You know what I mean? And I've just yeah. been like, yeah, you know, we're just different. You know, you can't be unprofessional. I can't be put her under the bus because people won't come to see me anymore. You know what I mean? I just have yeah. to say, yeah, we're just all a little different. I thought that right from the beginning. Like, why, if I were her, why would I want to make it uncomfortable? You guys have, like mm-hmm. you said, it was, it seems like on paper, the best case scenario. You all have your yeah. own practices, but you're sharing rent. So, you, you know, financially, it's really helping you guys out. And all Great. she has to do is not cook fish and not use stinky oils. I don't understand. Like, <laughs> seems pretty fucking yeah. simple to me, but seems what do I know? Seems pretty simple to me, too. Yeah, oh boy. yeah, and that's and that's where I have been at a loss because I would think that just even at a professional level we could meet. We don't need to be friends. We we don't need to go hang out and have drinks after work, but we should be able to work together in a professional manner and respectful manner, not just towards one another, but for for our clinic and for our clinic space and for clients and potential clients coming through. They need to. Everybody needs to feel comfortable and safe. Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Because you've caught her lying to you about this stuff. Do you right. trust her? Do you not trust her at all? Like, has your I trust just gone issues. away? Yeah, no. I and I mean, from the beginning, I've realized that I kind of have to have both eyes open. She she hasn't proven herself to be a very honest person, which is really sad to be able to say. I've known her for quite a few years. I've been there for her as a professional mentor and on a personal level because her and I have had very similar lives and paths and, and struggles. And me being quite a few years older, I've, you know, tried to really be there for her and help her Were you grow shocked? as a person and as a professional. Were you shocked at how how much trust you don't have of her, seeing that you had a decent relationship before you guys got into this? Is this like, what the fuck? Who are you? I was shocked because it was night and day. Because the mm. minute we started working together, I she was not the same person, correct? Why did she why did she want out of the other place that she was at? Do you do you know that? So I so I know that the last place she was at um is closing down. Prior to that, she bumped around to at least five, one, two, three, four, five. I think this is her sixth or seventh location since she's been in practice in 10 years. Mm. And I know that there was a kind of a a falling out when she had a shared space with other therapists. So she attempted this once before to be in a shared clinic space and that business dissolved itself within a couple of years or a year. Um, and I'm wondering now if this was maybe part of the problem with that. I mean, she's not here to defend herself, obviously. And it's really right. hard to and say, you know, because yeah. like some people don't find what they really want to do or their niche or, or mm. the thing that they got. So they bounce around for, for quite a bit yeah, until right. they settle into something. But um, yeah, it's, it's just still uncommon. an unfortunate scenario yeah. you're in. Yeah, that's. And that's... I think, too, you know, people like us who have been in the industry for a long time. We're in it for the right reasons. We have passion. Our businesses are our livelihood. We love what we do. My business is my baby. So if someone's sharing my space with me and they don't have that same passion, it's troubling to me. It's like, okay, but like, why are you here then? Because this is an environment that needs to be nurturing and 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 warm and welcoming and peaceful, not all the time. You know, it's like this is not how I'm used to working. Yeah, it does seem to go against what 
RMTs as a group, I know generalizing, mm-hmm. but it seems to go against what RMTs as a group are normally like, you know, they're normally people, mm-hmm. people, you get this Correct. type of career because you like to interact with people. If you mm-hmm. can't interact with people and be respectful of other people and work amongst other people. Eh. But even if you can't interact with people or you can't work respectfully with other people, there's other people like that too. Like you can go find sure, them there's people that and are just work good with, with working independent exactly. or working independent, like just rent a room. Rent room, excuse me. Rent your own space. Yeah. Work, work solo. Do be on your own. Or even if you're with a bunch of people, like if you're in the, mm. if if she's in the same scenario, she's in with you, but she's in it with other people who mm. just don't have the same the same outlook on what right. it sh- what they want out what of their sh- business. Right. I won't I won't even say what it should be because it could be anything for anybody, and as long as it's it working, is different for everybody. exactly, and as long sure. as it's working for them and, and their patients and clients, then great. And mm-hmm. she's just she's just located in the wrong place. Then right, she she. She's, she's not meant so. to be where she, and the problem is she's purposely not recognizing it, or maybe not. Mm. Maybe it's maybe subconscious, and therefore you're you're stuck dealing with it. So I don't. Hey, you know what? We we all have you know our pasts and our triggers, and 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 I respect that perhaps she's coming from a place of defense, but at some point, you know, you have to put that aside and say, you know, I'm harming someone. You know, yes. this, this is not okay. You know, this is whether she admits it or not. Just stop doing what you're freaking doing. Don't continue to do the same thing that you're doing. Exactly. That's the troubling part. The part where it's not mm. even like, oh, I'm sorry. I, I you know, if no, I knew, you, if I apology. knew, then doing it. <laughs> but I mean, like, it would have been different. It would have been, it would have been much different if she's like, I'm sorry. I didn't realize. Like, I knew you were sensitive, Absolutely. but I didn't realize. She's like my three year old. Well, I didn't do it. Yeah. Wasn't me. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't me. Hey, she, even if she put it on me and it was like, oh wow, I didn't know you were so sensitive. My bad. You know what I mean? Like, make me the bitch. I don't care. But just stop doing it. Just, just stop doing it. <laughs> You know? Yeah, I mean, and it's not something that is essential for her to work. It would be different if you were requesting something that was hindering her practice in some way. Right. Like, you know, it's it's not like you hate all scents and all oils and all. It's just, you know, whatever right. you are using is not just that I don't like it. It has now put me on medication because I reacted yeah. so badly to it. And I'll tell you, I'm on medication now, a double dose twice a day of medication that oh, I man. take once a year at most. So... And this has been going on since March. So, and I mean, if I don't take, I didn't take my puffer one day and I mowed my lawn and my lungs were like, yeah, we don't have that oxygen capacity yet. We're still healing. And I ended up on my back for two days again. So my lungs are still healing. So it, because it was repetitious exposures, it wasn't like it was once, it was two, three. Right, right, right. Um, and so my body's just kind of in shock, I think, at this point, because I have not had this kind of reaction to anything probably in about five years or more. So it's not great. And of course, we're in allergy season, so everything's just adding up, right? Other than the lease you have with the landlord that the three Mm -hmm. of you participate in, do you guys have some sort of a, a contract or agreement with each other or no? Right. So um, when you mentioned that earlier, I have attempted to have policies and procedures established between the three of us. Um, and she has refused to sign anything. Um, we've had meetings where she um, forgot that we were supposed to meet. Um, we've attempted to have video meetings where she just was not available. Um, conveniently, none of the six days that I proposed she was available. Um, so no, she doesn't make herself available to be part of a team at all. 
it's just it really screw you, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Yeah, like, her own yeah. business inside the space yeah. you guys share. What about the third therapist? Um, does that person <laughs> side with either of you? Does she stay the fuck out of it? Like, what's or her he. take on this? So or he. this other person um, is very neutral, um, doesn't think that what I'm asking is too much does side with me, but when that person sides with me, this person just glazes over that and continues on her her path of thoughts and, mm, and feelings. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be like that in a workplace and you're going to cause so much strife, you better hope that everything you do is absolutely fucking perfect. Well, I'm staring at Amanda. She's like, it, what do you, what it's do you mean all, by that? It's, it's already I not. know what you're getting at. <laughs> I'm just having a hard time, and maybe you didn't understand my point before. I'm having a hard time seeing how this person could possibly actually work with anybody. Like when I was saying how massage therapists are people, people, because even if you work with other people who maybe, you know, don't have the same sensitivities as Candace and who don't, you know, I think have the same ideas of what professionalism is and, you know, don't mind all of these Mm -hmm. things. If you are that combative, if you are that egotistical that you can't even admit that you did something that caused somebody else harm and just own up to it and stop fucking doing it you don't have to apologize for it as candace said no if, if you don't think it was necessarily wrong but you realize okay i've affected somebody else maybe i should stop if you are that egotistical and your first reaction is defense regardless of what the reason for your defensiveness is i just right. think you're probably better off working on your own in the way that suits you because right. it doesn't seem like you should be working with other people and again i mean i might be i might be simplifying this too much but mm. i've just encountered so many people over my 10 years where I realize like you either are somebody that can work with other people and have a little bit of empathy and see things from other people's perspectives, or you are a closed-minded asshole that is going to do what you want to do oh, because man. it's regardless, regardless of, of anybody else's feelings. Yeah. Hope you, hope you opinion, feelings or needs. Yeah. No. Was I talking about you? No, <laughs> I wasn't talking about you. <laughs> I can't some underlying messages in there, Mark. You know, just take notes. <laughs> <laughs> Can, can we do some marriage counseling on this episode too? No, I'm kidding. Not an asshole. I just, I just like to do oh, what I want. Man. You know what's great though? Because Mark and I have worked together for so many years, I will call mm. him out when he is like legitimately just doing something like that. I, I like, I will tell him like, okay, so this is the, this is the best example. It's so fun. I can laugh at it. And we, we had a good laugh about it the next day where I was like, you know how mean that was, right? So the other night he was trying to figure out, it was so, okay, Candace, you be the judge. It was so mean. <laughs> he was trying to figure out something and it was like one o'clock in the morning. And I understand Mark because I've known him for long enough. When something is on his mind, he's got to, he's got to do it. He's not the type of guy that's like, okay, this didn't work out. I'll pick it up again tomorrow morning. It's right. like, no, no I've got to fucking I start it. And that's, yeah, and that's fine. Finish it, like, yeah. And that's fine. I I understand that it's not my mode of work, but we're not the same person and that's okay. Mm. So I'm okay with him doing that. I'm okay with him staying up until four o'clock in the morning and doing what he has to do. Where I draw the fucking line is when he's waking me up at one thirty. I thought you were he, awake. Yeah, no, we didn't. No, we, he had to like actually shake me. No, he didn't. He wakes me up at one thirty in the morning because he needs my password because he's going to try something on my phone. Okay. And he needs my password, I which by the way, awake. I've given him my password 7 million times. We don't hide shit from each other. I just let him have my passwords, but he doesn't care to memorize them. Wakes me up at 1.30 in the morning to get my password. No, he didn't. Gets my password. And then I go back to sleep. Then he wakes me up again. Anyway, the point is I then just shot up in bed and I changed all of my passwords 
to a password that he normally uses. And I'm like, there, now they are your passwords. Like I was now just stop so waking me up when I you was have so ADHD. Mad. So I go to bed the next the next day. I say to him, I'm like, you know how fucking mean that was, right? And he's like, what? I'm like, just because you have to like you have to obsess about something until you get it right. I don't mm. work that way. And you know how fucking horrible I am when I don't sleep. Are you grumpy like, with no sleep? I'm, yeah. No, I'm literally the worst. Like you this morning he came to say good morning to me, like arms out to hug me. And I looked at him with a scowl. He was like, What's wrong with you? I'm like, like I didn't get I don't fucking know you, sleep. Yeah. Like, but it wasn't even his fault. It was my kids that kept me up. But I'm just a horrible person when I'm tired. And you know that about me. So don't wake me up because you have to figure something out. Oh my lord. That's great. No, I'm I terrible. Like I I, I I have both sides. I have both sides on this. I think it's a, it's a, it's a it's a wash because I'm terrible with no sleep too. And once I'm woken up, I can't go back to sleep. But I have terrible ADHD, and if I have a thought on my mind, it's not leaving until stuff is resolved. Yeah. Like can't yeah. do it, can't rest, totally can't sleep. It. No. <laughs> No, and like I said, I get it. But this is this is what I'm talking about with your your colleague here is that if she knows these things about herself, if she knows that she mm. is very strong willed in this okay, maybe herself. she doesn't know this maybe about herself. Maybe she's not introspective. Yeah, and, and, and I was trying to give her the, the I tried to give her the benefit of the doubt that perhaps she didn't realize what she was doing and, and that it probably wasn't purposeful or intentional, but I really needed her to meet me halfway and figure this out. I still got the negative kind of shoulder. So well, I that's thought, what wow, I mean. Okay. If you can't compromise at all, you mm. don't have any business working with other people. You need to work alone. Like mm. if in that scenario, though, like I kind of hinted at this earlier. I hope she does everything absolutely right. Because if I were mm. you, I would be looking at everything. I'd be like, hmm, I wonder if her billing practices are right. Can I nail her on that? I wonder if her, <laughs> I knew you were I getting if, at I wonder that. if her patient yeah. records are, are up to par. I, mm. I wonder. Yeah. I wonder if her scheduling's right. I wonder if she's following everything Candace, she's when's your birthday? <laughs> she doesn't, she doesn't, oh, I bet you can guess. I just, I want you to say it. <laughs> I'm a Scorpio. Oh. Yeah. What did you think? My yeah. I was just wondering if she was a Leo like you, but Scorpio, oh, yeah. my Leos best. Leos and Scorpios are very, very similar. Yeah, very so my strong. best friend is a Scorpio, yeah. and I'm an Aquarius, so I mean, really, we shouldn't be best friends, but I <laughs> no. just I get her, and uh, awesome. yeah, you guys are you guys are fucking vengeful when you need to be, aren't you? Well, Who this is, is the problem. I know I have the ability <laughs> to be an absolutely horrible person to this girl, and I have refrained from doing this as a professional. Mm. But as a person, I'm at that point where you're affecting my fucking health, and I'm not going to continue to be nice. So. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I totally get it. Like I'm, I I will take in all the misfits. I will mm. befriend all the rejects. Right. But I'm also, no, I'm not live and let live. I'm live and let die mm. most of the time. Right. Right. But I do take yeah. in all the misfits, though. Yeah. So it doesn't you know, appear that I'm attract, live and let die. I, I, but I think as a Scorpio, I attract all the misfits, and that's great. I love it. But that's okay. But you know, there's got to be some. There's got to be some mutual respect. Oh, for sure. Got to be some professionalism. But I agree with you. You know. So how are we gonna? get rid of her <laughs> yeah I, like i said at the beginning good, good i mean question. i wanted to have a an open and i think discussion. that's where i'm stuck well yeah I i've mean. had so we had our last meeting just only a few days ago it didn't go well um again it was the blame game and i don't know what you're talking about i don't use any heavy sense i don't use any any anything i don't know what you're talking about is there a chance is there a chance i just for anybody listening who is going to have this question is there mm -hmm. a chance that she really doesn't know what you're talking about and she really thinks she's not using these heavy scents that are causing your problem? Or do you 100% know that she knows that th she's doing this? And that's that's where I'm stuck because I did try to give her the benefit of the doubt. And I did say to her the other day, I said, you know what? 
let me come at you with this from a different perspective. I don't think what you're doing is malicious. I don't think you're doing it on purpose. I think you probably are doing what you're doing, what you've always been doing, and, and maybe you don't realize it. Maybe it's your laundry detergent. Maybe it's this. Maybe it's that. Who knows? But let's try to put our heads together. Let's try to investigate this, find the problem, and let's let's just resolve this. You know, can you meet me in the middle? And it was like, no, nope, don't know what you're talking about. No, nope, I don't use anything. I don't use anything with scent. I don't use anything. It's just like, oh, for God's sakes. Okay. So, okay. Let's just say she doesn't use anything with scents. She's not even though willing to have you come into her treatment room nope. to maybe figure out, is there something that's triggering you? Won't allow it. Does she know that that review exists? I'm not sure if she does. I'm not sure if she does. That might be, that might be something to bring up it's like and you can mm-hmm. even approach it from a standpoint not about you but you know i'm mm-hmm. i'm looking out for you and your business mm-hmm. and this is a review that can can hurt your business right. forget my business but this is a review that can hurt your business so right. you might right. want to take this into I'm consideration confused. About I'm, not, I'm just confused like right could she how could you not know that maybe she can't smell like how do you not i mean know? it's possible maybe she has some olfactory nerve issues i mean <laughs> yeah, like i'm confused now because okay initially... well the only way to know if she she can smell or not is does she smell right <laughs> oh my god because if she smells mm, then maybe no that's not fair <laughs> I, have a, I have a I'm friend just... who can't smell and he doesn't stink i don't know maybe he <laughs> right. does we don't know we haven't smelled i mean we all should know what soap body. looks like right <laughs> but uh, oh my god yeah it's very confusing to me because in the beginning mm-hmm. it very much sounded because you said you saw her doing something so i assume you saw her like using an essential oil or a diffuser or something it was a it was an immediate acknowledgement that she had used something within her space because it was coming from her room. So as soon as she opened the door, it just, whoa, just like okay. came out of her so room, came in into the room common space. So something in her room and every time yes. she opens the door, it's affecting you, but she swears... would be funny if it is her? <laughs> oh my God. Hey, can I tell you though, like the day that I had my severe asthma attack, like it was on her person. Like she had just drenched herself in like the cheapest... Hmm. Avon perfume from 1972 that you've ever smelled in your life. No, so no offense, no person. offense, people who use Avon <laughs> perfume from 1972. <laughs> but if anybody knows what Avon perfume smelled like in 1973, holy shit! But I mean, this is what she smelled like, like her entire body. So that's why I felt like it's got to be a diffuser or something, like for it to be in her hair and clothes and skin. Like it's got to be something that's absorbing into her. I don't know. I just, I wish I could figure it out, but she won't allow me in her space. Now that's been, that's been a given that she just refused to let me. See, that's the part that is, is strange to me. That's the part where the, the combativeness doesn't make sense because if she truly believes. No, she has something to hide. Right. If she truly believes she's not doing anything wrong, if she truly doesn't smell anything. Maybe she's operating on principle. Like this Mm. is my space. Well, then you're coming at me. Back to my original point then. Then why work with other people? Yeah. Why be, why not try to be mutually respectful? Okay. So for example, we had a course here one time and uh, I was actually, sorry, not a course. I was doing a one-on-one training with somebody and um, Mark buys these air fresheners. I actually don't love them, but sometimes right. I, I think sometimes I don't notice them because we them in here. We, this place can get kind of gross. Just, you know, the because there's a billion people, there's a that, billion people in and out. All the, like, I mean, yeah. not anymore. When, yeah. but, when we have courses, like and people are bringing their lunch and blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, different like, body odors. Exactly. Foods, and even for the longest while, I, ref- I refused to even get a microwave. And everyone that was taking mm. the course, like, do you have a microwave here? I'm like, oh my no, God. Every, no, every review, like every course that we ran, we give like, a, a course evaluation at the end and we'd always mm. get like you know five stars across the board and then it would be like but 
I wish you guys had a microwave because there's not a lot of like restaurants and walking distance from here. So, so far. we caved so we and got a microwave. finally got a microwave. But then, yeah. So anyway, and I, was, I was in regret the first day that we had a oh, course yeah. with the microwave. Right. Because somebody cooked broccoli right. the first day. <laughs> oh, Lord. The first day, oh, broccoli. Lord. But anyway, he so he buys these air fresheners. And when he first bought them, I was like, I don't love this because I also am not a scent person. But mm-hmm. I kind of got used to it and whatever. But anyway, so I was doing a one-on-one training with somebody. And about halfway through the day, she said, I'm so sorry. Like, that whatever scent is in here is giving me a headache. And I was like, uh, scent? Because I like I had gotten so used you, to them. I, I was like, scent? What are you talking yeah. about? And then mm-hmm. I was like, oh, shit. It's the air freshener. So I got rid of it because why am I right. going to cause this person a headache, right? I just got rid of it. Not a big right. deal. We can use it a little bit. So that's what I mean. Like, okay, so maybe she really doesn't know because it's something she's used to. But the it's strange possible. part is not allowing you to figure out what it is that's triggering you. She knows there's something. She knows that you've had asthma attacks there. That's mm-hmm. Been acknowledged. She knows you have asthma. That's been acknowledged. Just right. let you investigate. Maybe it is her detergent. Maybe it's her shampoo. Like who knows? And who knows? she wouldn't notice it because I don't smell my hair all day. Like there you, you go. know, I've, I've yeah. got a, a, my shampoo has a light scent. I don't notice it. Somebody else might smell my hair. I don't know. And I mean, and this is it, right? I tried to give her every out possible. It's just like whatever it is. Let can we just try to work on this together? And it was just like, nope, it's not me. It must be coming from another office. And I'm thinking to myself, are you fucking serious? So the other therapist kind of said, well, if it was a ventilation issue and it was coming from another office, it would be coming into everybody's rooms, not just yours. <laughs> so that probably isn't the case. It's so very. Very Just strange. a lot of deflection. Mm-hmm. I think so too. I, does she I feel... does she vape? Is there any possibility <laughs> she's like vaping in her <laughs> own room? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? With clients, like maybe she's running a whole other shop. Oh, that would be weird. Who knows? <laughs> Holy shit! She's got a hookah lounge <laughs> in her treatment room. Oh my god! Yeah, I don't. I don't know what to say to you because if she's not going to let you investigate, if she's not mm. going to admit she's doing anything, and like you said, you were giving her the benefit of the doubt, maybe she doesn't know. She's mm-hmm. doing anything, but right. I I really don't know what choice you have other than to say this is not working. We obviously can't work together and avoiding the meetings. I mean, nobody loves crazy. meetings and staff meetings and policies and no, procedures. No, and I have such and- anxiety. I hate even approaching them because I'm one of those people that I'll just write notes to make sure I know what I'm going to say or I just go on a tangent and it's not productive. So I'm just like, I'm prepared. I get anxiety. I don't want to deal with shit. But I do it because we got to do it. We're sharing a space, right? You absolutely have to do it. And this is this is why every clinic, and we talk about this a lot in our business course, this is why for every clinic, you need to have a whole bunch of policies and procedures. You need Mm -hmm. those big fucking binders of policies and procedures. That way, everybody in this space knows how we handle every situation. There's no no fucking way around it. There's no argument. There's no anything. And if you don't want to read this and abide by it then you can't be here yeah, i know it's like you. now at this point yeah. it's like shoulda coulda woulda but you i know, know moving I'm, forward I screwed myself i really did and it was just there was so much chaos with moving and and that's it moving forward like i'm interested i'm really interested to see all the feedback from this podcast because everyone has such different approaches to things and and different ways of handling uh, conflict. And so I'm interested to see what other people have to say. I'm interested to see if anybody has any good advice, because like I said, I'm Mm. stumped. Like we've already gone through everything. I'm not going to reiterate it again. If if Mm. she's not willing to even discuss it, then I don't see what options she's leaving you. There's literally no resolve with somebody who's not willing to work with you or to even have a discussion or to even admit, okay, maybe something's going on. It's just, hey, something I sent from your room is bothering me. There's no sense in my room. Go away. All right. The end. (laughs) That's it. How do you, and how do you, yeah. 
Where, oh where is the end to that? Yeah, I mean, my, my clinic, my office door is an open open door policy. You want to come in and chat? You want to come in and look around? Well, there, yeah, there shouldn't be anything secretive in there. Like it's, no, there it's shouldn't a, be. It's a treatment room. If <laughs> there you. is something <laughs> secretive in there, we have other things to discuss. We have other issues. <laughs> the hookah lounge. <laughs> the hookah lounge. I love oh boy. it. <laughs> I did get a call today, actually. Um, lately, I've been getting a lot of calls because I guess, again, everyone has seen the news and knows massage therapists can work again. Um, I'm not officially open yet. I had let my clients right. know that I needed at least a week to get myself mm-hmm. prepared. And even even in the the correspondence I had with them, it was like, this is subject to change. You know, if I don't feel quite Absolutely. ready, but you know, this is my yeah. my estimated return date. And so I've started doing some pre-bookings with emergency people or what I consider essential because everyone's going to have their own definition. Their own but definition. The Absolutely. people that I think really need me, I've done some pre-bookings, but um, I've been getting a lot of calls lately and they're all phone numbers I don't know. So I always know like, yeah. okay, this is somebody looking for a massage. So I get a call yeah. today and it was a phone number I don't know. So I I ran into the bedroom. My kids were eating lunch, I think, or something. Ran into the bedroom, picked up the. <laughs> that's bu- that's actually the sound they make when they eat. They that's both really love food cute. so much they go yum 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 the t- oh, entire time it. they're eating. Um, I go into the bedroom. I pick up the phone, and it's uh, a man, and he says, "Hi, how much for a massage?" And I, I explained oh, to him. I said, "Oh, one million dollars." Well, I said to him, yeah. um, "Actually, we're not open yet. We're reopening on June the eighth. Um, you know, and I was gonna just." start getting some information from him and he said oh well do you give happy endings i'm like oh fuck. oh lord and your God. response to that is yes i do we charge by the inch for you it's free <laughs> there you go That's a good one. <laughs> where were you six i just get all, i just got all prevent i just get all professional and, and intimidating they hang up pretty fast oh yeah he he <laughs> hung up pretty fast he said do you give happy endings and i said no i don't i'm a registered massage therapist you know what though you. even even rub and tugs won't answer that question on the phone <laughs> like i don't get right. it <laughs> if you called up any of the rub and tugs, even the licensed places and say, do you right? get happy endings? They would be like, are you a no. cop? <laughs> yeah, like what kind of fucking question is that? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it's so boy. sad that in this day and age, we're still bombarded with this kind of shit like it to me it's just so disheartening it's like how don't you know the difference at this point public seriously well we've had this discussion on many many episodes and Mm. i i still stand by i think they do know the difference this is like a crazy fetish game for some people like who can i who can i get to say yes to this or you know like it's it's fun for them i think it's possibly but i had a new client walk in my office once years and years ago and he had come in new patient um, he walked in the door. I was just settling a uh, payment with another client who I just treated. I, I said, hey, how are you? I'm so-and-so. Nice to meet you. Here's our health history form. Please have a seat. Fill it out. I'll be with you in just a few minutes. I'm handling payment and I'm handling some self-care with my patient. My patient leaves and this guy bolts out the door, just leaves. He's like, oh shit, wrong place. Oh, <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> I was like, my God. <laughs> yeah, he figured that out really quick. At least he bolted. It wasn't wasn't going yeah, to the yeah. room. And like, hey, are we going to do this? Can, can, you, right. can you massage my abdomen? <laughs> well, that was well, like the guy who had, bolted I've when they saw had, you. Yeah, well, I've definitely had people on the table who during the treatment have been like, oh yeah, I'm ready to turn over now. I'm like, yeah, no, you're not. We're not done yet on your back. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> like, no, wrong place, buddy. Yeah, I had a guy come in here and ask for it. And uh, as soon as he saw Mark, his eye, like his com- his face completely <laughs> changed. It was like he came in, he saw me. And yeah. then he was like, hey, <laughs> he's, you know, he's kind of looking around. And then he sees Mark because Mark was in his office. So he could only see like the back of his head. And then mm. he like kind of sees, oh, that's a man. And he like looks and then he sees the skeleton because we have a skeleton like front and center in this nice. place. And he sees the skeleton. He's like. 
is this like a medical place? And I said, well, <laughs> this is, I'm a massage therapist. He's like, oh, well, I just need, and he starts to kind of like point downward. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. Are you kidding me? Yeah, no. And oh, he, Lord. he literally just with his tail between his legs, like walked out the door so fast. That wasn't his tail. <laughs> oh, just awful. Just awful. We're probably scaring away a bunch of new therapists, but my God, you have to have a thick skin to work in this industry. No, I don't think we're scaring them away. We actually get a lot of um, students who write into us and say, thank you. Like you're telling us the real shit, you know, like the stuff that we have to expect. And you know what? Probably better not to be so surprised by it, to have some ideas of how to deal with it because it can be intimidating and scary and you feel disgusting. And I mean- you definitely sound a lot tougher than I am, Candace. I'm a little bit of a wimp. So no, no, no. But it's not. I was even a personal that. trainer and an athlete before I was a massage therapist. I can put a hurt, hurt on somebody it's, if I have it's, to. It's <laughs> not even that though. It's like we've had people that come in that are very kind of vocal and very dominant and everything else. Sure. And they've described be is, this happens mostly on the unprofessional. And they describe mm. being in those scenarios and they freeze and they freeze. Yeah. So sure, I like I sure. love the idea that the more we put this out, the more we talk about it the more we have other people talk about what they do in those yeah. scenarios it kind of it kind of helps a therapist along well, the way because we've had people these therapists we're empowering these exactly therapists. and as a female i've worked many times in clinics on my own i've worked in buildings where i'm the last person there and i'm seeing men at night so you do have to have um a good air of um confidence uh, and and a surety in yourself that when you do deal with that and you're alone with a man, you're going to know what to do to get out of that scenario. And Joyce, if you're listening, we give a little shout out. I've now got the respect massage stickers everywhere. Mm. So awesome. the awesome. sailing massage Yay! therapist. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, we don't yeah. do fucking happy endings. Get out of here. No. That's but even right. like, for example, like Candice, who was on the unprofessional. Oh, hour, the other Candice. The yeah. other Candice who's on the unprofessional hour. And she is kind of like, you know, very She's in your vocal. face. She very takes vocal. No shit. Yeah. And she had some dude like jerking off on the table when he oh, when she was doing wow. head neck when she was doing his head neck shoulders. Wow. She didn't stop. She didn't say anything. She, she just, just kept, pretended like she didn't even notice. Exactly. She just kept treating yeah. and then at the end she was like a, a dirty mess. Yeah. Even yeah. um, Belinda, yeah. same thing. Like she's somebody I never would have thought like, you know, it's just when when the shit happens to you and you're not expecting it, you freeze initially. I mean, Belinda ended yeah, up telling him to get the can. fuck out. But Oh, yeah, I would have. <laughs> yeah. And, and sometimes when you know someone's kind of a dirtbag before they get on your table, I'll take payment first. Because if I'm terminating five minutes in, I still got your money, Apple. Mm. So that's me. <laughs> How do you know someone's a dirtbag before they get on you your table? You just kind of get a feeling sometimes, you know, like women have intuition. Mm-hmm. Use it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can definitely tell. Like I said, the the guy who called today, I just I kind of knew before he even asked. I know, right? You just the way they answer the phone, the way they say their everything first about the tone words, of his yeah. voice, or the guy that showed up here. He called first, and he was hard to understand because he didn't speak English. But uh-huh. I just somehow knew by the few words that I did understand on the phone because <laughs> his words were "girls, dick, touch." Well, <laughs> oh, no. Not quite that aggressive, but like, yeah, he did say the word "girl," and I turned uh-huh. to Mark because he hung up because I was like no I'm sorry I don't have any openings and he said and I I swore I heard the words okay I'm coming there and so I turned to Mark Uh and I said I think he's showing up here so you can't leave and all I know is he said massage and he said girl I was like please do not go anywhere and so I knew before he walked through the door what I was going to be dealing with dealing with yeah, yeah exactly exactly your scenario that you're dealing with at work would mm-hmm. you would you ever consider like 
I'm out of here. I just can't deal with this. Or is that is that not an option for you? I'm not going to do that. First of all, because I have an established business. I have over 300 active patients. I'm not uprooting my client base mm. for someone who doesn't have respect, number one, for herself, for her clients, or for her colleagues. What's her client base like? Um, From what I see, she works very minimal hours, has a small clientele base. Like, I, think she, I think she works a little bit more part-time than full-time. Right. Um, so the shared accommodations is like right up her alley then? I think for her, yeah, especially financially, knowing her situation, I think really she just wanted to save some money and really wasn't interested in investing herself in a business. She's just kind of one of those people that wants to come in, massage people and leave and really not have any other regard or responsibilities, which really isn't conducive when you're working with other people. You have to have a collaboration. So back to Mark's original question, how are we going to get her out? Yeah, because you're not leaving, so. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. And, I, and I'm more than willing to take over this entire space myself financially. I mean, that's not an issue for me. Um, but yeah. She needs to go because I don't think things are going to get any better. And and from the attitude the other day, I feel like it's just perhaps going to escalate. And I'm really not interested in having to deal with a lawyer and a this and a that. I'd rather her just kind of bow out um, if, if, if at all possible. <laughs> well, you guys were friends before. What does she hate? Not friends. I would say <laughs> colleagues. I would, I would say um, acquaintances. Like we, were, we weren't hanging out and having coffee and stuff like that or in, in each other's homes. Um, but I was there for her during some tough times in her life personally and professionally and tried to guide her the best I could. I'll do that for anybody. I'm, I'm a good person. <laughs> so right. You take of... in all the misfits. Mm-hmm. But at the right. end of the day, when you get crossed, <laughs> it's live and let die. I totally get right. it. I totally right. get it. Yeah. I yeah. never actually, I, I'm going to admit this right now. Mark's been saying that those same words to me for years. Like mm. I, cause I remember him once asking somebody on the podcast, like, are you a live and let live kind of person or a live and let die? And I remember even thinking like, I don't even know what the <laughs> what fuck does you that mean? mean. But I totally, understand because I used to say this when him and I first met um, I had a friend who wasn't his biggest fan initially because Mark's Mm -hmm. a very quiet guy he's a sit and observe kind of guy and people used to think that he didn't like them or that he was Uh, judgy that was her she always felt he's observant yes she thought he was a judgmental guy and I was like no impossible like if you know this guy I'm like you just talk to um, or come out with us one time and see the circle of friends he keeps literally like right. the, the uh, sorry if any of his friends are listening the but weirdos, like the weirdest he's, of the weirdest. he's <laughs> not the type of person to he yeah exactly he'll take in the literally person who majority, the breakfast club majority of <laughs> yeah, people right, probably right? wouldn't want to but we're the best with. people we're the best people like, like, <laughs> yeah I feel like you were like the least judgmental person so now like just now as you're saying this how you'll take in all the misfits but absolutely if you are the type of person like your colleague who's going to cross you and cross you and not like appreciate the fact that you're actually the most laid back person. You'll let anybody be who they want to be. You're not judgmental. You don't force your opinions on people. You're not, like, if you're going to not accept like somebody who's being that open to me or to you, then yeah, fuck you. And now listen, she might not feel like that's how I've been lately because she's crossing the line now. It's affecting my business. It's affecting my house. So I'm not as laid back and as easygoing as she would like me to be right now. I'm not going to be. This is serious. This isn't to be taken lightly. So yeah, I, I've, I've, yeah, I flipped the switch on her a little bit. And maybe that's confusing her too. Maybe she's like, oh, you're a real bitch. And it's like, well, I can be if I need to be, you know, I mean, People can only take so much. You guys need like a, an agreement. You guys need a contract. Mm-hmm. You guys need yeah. a business contract. The three of you yeah. there that outlines what the roles are there. And it, you just need something detailed. Do you think it's yeah. going to work? Because, for example, let's say in the care, contract. Well, exactly. Still. Let's say in the contract it says this is a scent-free environment. Sure, she can put her initials on that because she's saying she's not using scents. I get it. I get it. But I just she, mean, she like, admits to 
using essential oils. Um, but, but having said that, yeah, I don't think she'll sign it. It's the first step to backing someone into a corner when they're wrong and doing something right. is to have them, you know, sign this agreement that says, this is what this, this space is going to be like, and this is how you need to conduct yourself mm-hmm. in this space this is how we're all going to conduct ourselves in this space. Right. And that would be the first thing. Cause then you can start pointing the finger then. Like, yeah. Know, but as Candace I know, is saying, what you, she already have, sign it? you already have this. How do you prove something someone denies? Even an actual Well, and also, happening. like, how do you get her to sign it? Like, if you want to have yeah. some like well, sand on, she has to sign something. At this right. point, she's fucking no. squatter. I stuck mean, stuck with her. Oh, <laughs> yeah, squatters. Right? Amanda was like telling me one. the craziest squatter story. And she's I was a like, hooker, the- hookah squatter, squatter. <laughs> I can't even say that. <laughs> sure, like, wasn't there wasn't there a nanny from 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 England that was living in some dude's house and he couldn't get nice. rid of her? It, it, it wasn't England. I don't remember now. I don't remember where. Oh, the some story Eastern took European, place. I think. No, no, no. no. It was he was, it was here. here. She was from somewhere. Oh, I don't remember where she was. She from. flew. She flew to be their nanny because the whole story nice. you told me was that they needed a nanny and they found someone overseas, so they never really met her. They just did like virtual and phone interviews, and then you don't remember the story. I I don't I well I remember the story but I don't remember where she was from but anyway okay, the, the, where she's from is doesn't Irrelevant, matter but yeah they the basically story, yeah it was a family they hired a nanny and live in nanny um but it was they had to do it really really quick because they had someone who I think left quickly I, I have to mm. go back and look at the story but they hired somebody very quickly so they didn't exactly know her and red flags started to go up almost immediately so only like a month into having her there um they terminated her employment she was a living nanny and she was a living nanny right but, so she had all she had though was i think a bedroom and a bathroom right so right. she refused to leave so no but right? not only did she refuse to leave nice. they thought okay she's gonna have to come out of there because it's just a bedroom and a bathroom like she's gonna have to eat <laughs> no they like found like a hot plate in her closet like she was just setting up shop and she wasn't going anywhere and this was all before like just before covid hit so then oh, no. <laughs> when they were trying to get rid of her they couldn't because nobody was even going to come no into their flight. home and no. yeah Basically, they ended up getting her out of there. But Holy crap. yeah, she was just fucking living like a in good this retirement house. plan. Just find a multimillionaire with a really nice pad and just like not leave his house. I like that. <laughs> oh man! So yeah, you're gonna. I think have... there's a website for that called Sugar Daddies or something. <laughs> SugarDaddies.com. Yeah. Every right, time I'll we talk about that. something crazy like this, you've heard of it. We've talked about swingers on here. You're like, oh, isn't there a swingers oh, club called this? Oh, there's a Sugar Daddy website. Oh, there. Because oh, I was funny. I was watching one of these reality TV shows, and it was about people that were dating or getting married to someone that their family totally hated or whatever the case is and apparently she met this dude off of like a, a website called Sugar Daddies or something oh like that. God. I don't know. Yeah, but I do know all that kind of stuff. Oh, it's like Lord. the like we have a really cool guest that we're going to have on our podcast coming up later this week. We're doing a recording with her. Super interesting. She was formerly an RMT, turned dominatrix Shut and, up. and now she's like a <laughs> nice. now she's like a kick-ass business coach. And I That's think so cool. the story I heard about her was that she 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 retired, so she doesn't have any discipline against her or whatever the case is. But the mm-hmm, story I heard mm-hmm. about her was the CMTO gave her shit for doing chair massage down at the sex show. Oh, and when I heard that, I was like, well, we got to have her on, our, on this podcast. It's so yeah, funny when right? Mark hears of these people and then he comes to me and he's like, let's do this recording. And I'm like, give me a minute to like just digest what process. you just said. Let, let, me, pro- let me process this. Okay. <laughs> like the time we had to go into an erotic massage spa and sit and have an interview with the owner. And I was like, are, are we doing this? Like, are you taking me into, okay, we're, oh, we're doing this. Okay. Did and- you bring your own PPE? <laughs> 
<laughs> well, the best part was the first, I think in the first like three minutes of that recording, I was like, I'm not going to lie. Like to the owner, she's sitting right across from me. And I said, I'm mm-hmm. not going to lie. I'm the most uncomfortable I've ever been in my life right now. Right. So, Very different environment. Wow. I get to chat with the dominatrix in a couple of days. All right. That's pretty Former cool. Auntie, See, you're broadening your horizons. That's awesome. Good for you. <laughs> oh, all the things. Well, I, you know, I know that the entire point of this episode was to have an open discussion about different options, but um, you really are backed into a corner at this point because you have somebody who doesn't want to sign anything. You have somebody who doesn't want to even admit to doing anything wrong, doesn't want to let you investigate, doesn't want to talk to you. So I don't know what choices you have (laughs) for people listening. If you have advice for Candice, please feel free because for the first time, I'm speechless. <laughs> I am too, and I, and I don't. I'm not quiet very easily myself. I'm just dumbfounded. I can already foresee the advice. The advice would be like, can Can you guys work on like different days of the week? Is <laughs> that a possibility? Not, if they didn't listen to this podcast in its entirety, we're going to hear all those like, oh, just be nice and try to work it out. Try that. Not working. Mm. So uh, yeah, any lawyers out there that have any advice, you hit me up. <laughs> oh man, and this is a hard go because I can't like. If, I, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not even close to it i don't even know how to spell lawyer i'm like there's a there's a there's a y in there somewhere like i have no idea but i can't uh, like just flipping through my mind right now i'm like this is a hard go like because from a legal standpoint i can't see that she's doing anything wrong here right Right. the only thing that i can see you're trying to nail her on is like the idea that she's in contravention of a standard and then Mm -hmm. therefore you can take action as a as a sort of business partner but at the end of the day like you guys don't really have an agreement that states that you are business partners because you're not really right. the only thing that binds you is your lease which right. I don't I, and again from a legal standpoint I don't know if that's a binding thing to put you up as business partners or not I think no, still I she's think in contravention is. of the standard even just without being business partners right she's not even though I think even a client needs. even a client could bring that complaint to the to the CMTO it doesn't have to be a colleague are you a member of the RMTAO have you asked I'm not anymore ashamed to say but I stopped paying those dues a long time ago <laughs> Oh, I get it. But they do have great resources. You know, I do have some uh, colleagues that still pay into it. Because they do have, I think, legal services or that you can get right. consultations yeah. with. But I would, honestly, I would even give them, a, give them a call anyway, even though if you're not a member and say, this is the right. scenario. Like, can you give me some input or point me to where resources right that I can right. go check out for myself? Sure. You know yeah, what? There's also, start. I'm going to give you this talk, News Talk 1010. I think, mm-hmm. I can't remember what day of the week it is. Go on their website and check out. They have a, they have, um, an employment lawyer on I can't remember his name Howard Levitz or something like that so it's a free call-in show but his law office also does free consultations like they'll you set up a 15-minute call with a lawyer type of thing and Mm -hmm. I mean ultimately they're just trying to determine if if they can give you legal services or not but so they don't really they'll point you in the direction if they realize like oh man I'm not going to make any money off this person for the most part These, these types of lawyers when I when I've talked to some of them in the past not in this scenario, but different types of scenarios. Right. Yeah. No, but thank you. That's a that's a good start. Speaking to both CMTO and RMT, RMTO, yeah. just to say, uh, where am I at here? Exactly. My... At least this way, you'll they'll give you an idea of what your options may be. Mm-hmm. They're not going to tell you what to do the same right. way they're not going to tell an RMT <laughs> that you can or can't <laughs> that treat. That you can't right? treat someone that's not going to die tomorrow if they don't see you. Exactly. So yeah. for the most part, they'll say, go look at this, go look at this, go look at this. You might right. find something here. You might not. Who knows? Right. I feel right. I feel for you. Yeah. Thank you. 
Yeah, this is not <laughs> an ideal. And like you said before, this is your your work is something you're really passionate about. You love your job and you want to I enjoy do. going to work. And if yeah. somebody's just making it miserable for you. Oh, I have so much anxiety going in there uh, on the days we work together. It's just like, oh, I have to deal with this bitch today. And I'm, I know I'm like trying not to have this terrible mentality, but it's really hard not to. <laughs> it's so uncomfortable. So. And like, I don't understand like if why she would want to be in an uncomfortable situation. Right? Like yeah. why? She why do you want to? No. And that's, that's what it. someone said to me. And I hate to say it. You asked me something about it, male and something about working with male and female it was way back in the conversation but men are a little bit men are a little more laid back and like whatever do you like you know what I mean and and just willing to just let shit roll off their shoulders women always have this vindictive behavior I don't I, I don't get it because I'm more like a guy's guy I'm like more like the tomboy kind of <laughs> I don't share that kind of like combative mentality and competition mentality that a lot of women have and I know I'm gonna get a lot of hate mail for that one but uh, but honestly like, only from the women don't women. necessarily Women don't really work necessarily very well together unless they have the same outlook, same mentality, same, you know. So in this case, definitely, as you said earlier, it's a personality conflict. It's a professional conflict. It's a whole lot of conflict. And it just shouldn't be in a in a massage therapy setting. How do you think you would avoid this in the future? So she, you have a conversation with her and for some fucking miracle, she's like, you know what? I acknowledge the stuff that's been happening mm-hmm. here and maybe I'm in the wrong and maybe we're not a good match to share space with. So you right. know what? I'm going to pick up and leave. So if you need to find right. somebody, so how, how are we going to avoid this in the future? Yeah, well, definitely. I'm not, I, I would never share space again without having an actual document in place and perhaps even something that's been, uh, been written up by a lawyer because really at the end of the day, if this person is simply just a colleague. You, you don't have any control over the things that they do, how they practice, the people even that they bring into your clinic. So there's a lot to consider. There's a lot to consider. Contracts, contracts, contracts. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It was a big mistake. Everything was in haste. Everything was kind of rushed. Um, I needed to move out of the space I was in as well for similar reasons. Um, and so, yeah. It was just it's a learning and it was experience. a big overlook. Absolutely. <laughs> it, it is oh, a learning Jesus. experience. And you yeah. know what? You might be in the clear if she hears this because mm. <laughs> you haven't Lord said never. the nicest yeah. things about her. <laughs> she might be like, fuck it, I'm leaving. Yeah, right? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Mark says Yeah, no. I mean, and may- maybe that's what I need to do as Mark said, just make her uncomfortable. I mean, she just needs to hate me enough that she doesn't want to see me anymore. You just got to figure out what she dislikes. You know, if she dislikes bananas, eat bananas every time you're there. <laughs> if she doesn't like pickles, you know, bring her a sandwich. Pickles, like just. I should just start bringing my own sardines and shit. I don't know. She doesn't. She doesn't mind. The the problem is she's she's not. She's not there enough. She doesn't. Mm. She doesn't give a shit already. Right, and then she's not. And then she's not there enough. So it's oh man. That's the thing. She doesn't probably look at it the same way you do. You know how you said this is your this is your baby. This is your livelihood. She probably doesn't have the same outlook if it's so part time for her, right? Because it's she doesn't have that outlook, and that that was established right in the beginning where I was like, wow, like she's okay with this place looking like shit and being dirty and messy. Like she's done a ton of things. Like I haven't even gotten into the half of it. But over the, I'll throw in another scenario. Over the long weekend of the family day, long weekend, I was out of town. I come back on the Monday to do a little bit of paperwork and so forth to get ready for work on Tuesday. I wasn't there. There's no video cameras, but our office was closed and she's got children. Somebody had cheesies. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I have brand new, beautiful white chairs in my waiting room. And they were covered in fucking cheesies all over the chairs, all over the fucking carpet. And when I brought it to their attention again, was me. no acknowledgement that it was her, her kids, or maybe a client's kids that did it. That's I don't care who it was. Man. Like, why the fuck did you not clean it up? Yeah. <laughs> you know, she brought in furniture for the clinic space, filthy, friggin' dirty, and it sat there for a month dirty. I had to scrub it down because this is my clinic. This is my space. We're sharing this. It's hers. It's mine. It's his. But we need to have some respect for this space. Like, this is crazy. Like, it's just crazy. That Yeah, that's very strange. It's like, very strange behavior. Very okay, strange behavior. So I'm just going to throw this out there. I obviously mm-hmm. don't know this person. I right. don't know anything. Got to give her some credit. But as yeah, I'm listening to all this, <laughs> I have a somebody who's very close to me who has a problem with pathological lying. Like I'm talking mm. like just lies about things that have n- like don't need to be lied about. Like don't it's need very to be lied confusing. About, yeah. You know, I'll, I will see them do something. Okay, I'll give you an example. I was, um, this person was coming over to my house and uh, loves my kids. I mean, who wouldn't? They're fucking hilarious. <laughs> but loves my kids and they're coming over to my house and I had told them, um, oh, I'm trying out this new recipe in my slow cooker today. And I was telling her what I was making. I had not told my kids what we were having for dinner, ma- mainly for the reason if they heard the name of it, they might not have wanted to try it. But I right. knew it'd be so-, so they had no idea what I was making. And they're young, like they're really young. They're not not even, you know, one's turning three in June, one's turning six in July. Like they're little. Aww. They were playing in another room while I was prepping dinner. So they might not have even known that dinner was already in the no, slow cooker. No okay. Idea. They had no idea. Right. They're so oblivious right. to what I do. They just know that I live in the kitchen. They actually call the kitchen right? my castle. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, this person comes over and I'm telling her like, oh, I'm trying out this new recipe and I'm telling her about it. And I'm all excited because it was something new. By the way, it ended up being a bust. Even Mark didn't like it. Oh, but anyway, no. it was worth a shot. Did I eat it fast? Oh, yeah. You fucking hated it. Yeah. And it's fine. That's how you know but when you I know don't what? like something. It was something I had never attempted before. Eat it as fast as possible. It wasn't, it wasn't good. Right. Okay? Get it off my fucking plate. Let me just shovel it down. Yeah. I always know when Mark doesn't like the food I make. Trust me. Mark, just get a dog. Just get a dog. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a whole other conversation. He's not, a, he's not a pet guy. Those are very rare moments when you... Uh, when you do something in the kitchen that no you usually uh, like what i make so but this was this was a hit and a miss okay fine no big deal so i'm telling her like about this new recipe and trying to swing for the after after telling her about this later like a hours later i guess she had been playing with my kids or whatever and she tells me how my littlest one was telling her about you know this new thing that mommy was making but and i was like like that like that didn't happen that I didn't happen because you. I didn't tell. Like, why are you even making this story up? That, di- but she's the type of person that if I call her out on her shit, she will have a defense for that and a defense for that. And right. so I just, I, it's exhausting. I've known her forever, and I just, I don't even call her out on the shit. But you I'm just like, let her be her. Yeah. yeah. Like, why do you? And you make can up do that stories? with a friend. You can do that right. with a friend. You can't do that with a colleague. It's just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. But that's fine this is, line, fine this line. This is why I'm throwing that out there is like, yeah. you know, with the cheesy thing. Like if you yeah, know like that you weren't there, you know that she's the clinic one that has closed. children, the clinic. She was, was the closed. only one that was in there. So like who else put their hands all over the white chairs with cheesies? Like who else did it? Like I almost lost my you. mind. Like I was cussing, but I was in there by myself, thank God. I was livid. Fucking livid. I had to scrub my chair, scrub the floor. And I'm thinking to myself, is she fucking serious? Like, <laughs> is this really happening right now? It was just one of a million things that I just kind of 
you know, I let it go and I approached it very nonchalantly. I just kind of sent out a message to both therapists saying, hey, came in today, spent about an hour scrubbing furniture and carpets um, just to let you know I'm putting a no food, no drink sign in our waiting room. That's how I approached that. Mm. I didn't freak out. I didn't blame her. I didn't. She knows damn well who it was. So do I but can't prove it. So what do I do? Yeah, you might have a pathological liar on your hands. I think there's actually like a condition because I'm telling you this person I I know, I've got a couple, uh, there's a couple of people I have encountered throughout my life who are like this, who just for some reason have a problem with the truth, do not ever like to be wrong, do not take criticism in any form, even if it's not necessarily criticism. So Mm -hmm. another example is, you know, telling somebody like, oh, hey, you know, when you're doing this, can you, you know, can you do it this way because it works a little better? Oh, well, I did do it that way. I'm like, I just saw you. Like, I, I don't I don't understand. But I've encountered people who just, you know, they don't like to, I don't even know how to describe it other than they don't like to ever feel like they've done anything even remotely incorrectly. And it's, it's a pathological lying thing. I I've know. heard, I've heard of that. And I think I've come across it in my lifetime. We all probably have at some point. Um, but yeah, and, and I mean, maybe that is what I'm dealing with as well. Maybe it's not just a personality issue. Maybe she does have some other, you know, underlying situations. Happening and if you are listening, you know. other therapist, I don't know you. So I mean, yeah. you, can, you can send me hate mail. I'm not saying you're yeah, a pathological I mean, liar. But really, at the end of the I'm day, we understand. just want to get to the bottom of what yeah. the issue is. Like, let's let's figure out how to make this work. And for anyone else who might be having the same situation, because I'm sure I'm not the only one that's perhaps having some conflicts of interest within their their facilities with other therapists. And, and we really do need to have a platform to talk about this. So I appreciate that you guys do that. Does this person have a grandiose sense of self-importance? <laughs> that, that's hard to say. I wouldn't say it's, it's it would be something that you would notice right away. Are they preoccupied with dreams of unlimited power, success, <laughs> physical attractiveness, and love? I don't know. I'm doing, I don't a, know test. That well. I'm doing a test for a sociopath. <laughs> oh, sociopath. <laughs> no, there's there's sociopath and narcissist, and then there's a sociopathic narcissist. That's mm. even scarier. Oh my God. Yeah. No, I, I, it, perhaps there's a little bit of some ego in there. There's like, there's a, there's something. There's some. There's got to be something. Does she hold the belief that uh, she, <laughs> she is of special or high status and can only be understood by similar people, or should only so. associate with those yeah. people? That's very possible. That's that one. Does this person have a possible. need for excessive admiration? Don't know. I try not to know her that well. I just I, mean, I don't it's blame possible. you actually. <laughs> I try to keep it just professional because I can't handle anything else at this point. At the end of the day, whether she's a sociopath, a narcissist, uh, an egomaniac, a a pathological (laughs) liar, or a combination of all of these things, it doesn't matter. The fact is you are in a very uncomfortable and unhealthy work environment, like physically and mentally. Like, I mean, you're you're taking medication that you shouldn't have to be taking because of something this person like definitely did by the sounds of it, but doesn't want to admit to it or doesn't think she did it. Or so I don't know, maybe she's delusional. Who knows? There's... There's no real explanation for why this scenario is happening unless she is willing to have a discussion with you, which clearly she's not. So I think the only option you have is to somehow get her out, whether she walks herself out or you push her out. I think all of the guidelines that we need for COVID are going to force her out. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. I get this feeling that... You're going to go in there and say, this is all the stuff that we need to do. And this is what you need to do in your practice as well. 
and she won't i don't know i I have no basis for this at all but i have a feeling she's just not going to be like you know at the beginning we talked about briefly like how some rmts are like all about the ppe and not or not about the ppe or not about it yeah i have a feeling that this is not necessarily ppe but there's going to be something here that you will actually be able to use so as mark said she better be doing everything perfect and this is it and and this was one of my concerns too because in that conversation she's ready to open on the ninth but hasn't even ordered any ppe and i'm like good luck with that because biden's been in transit for four weeks so i'm like you know i don't know how that's going to work but i do have concerns i have concerns that she's not going to be putting things into place for our clinic to be safe for people to come in and and for me and and so these are legitimate concerns um that covid being a respiratory condition and for me being i i'm also uh, i also have autoimmune uh, I'm on a immune compromise as well. So I have these two issues that for me, COVID is a, is a very real scary thing. Um, and if someone's not taking precautions within that space, I, I can't have that. I just, that, that will be the end for me. Um, she will have to go. Like, I, I'm not even going to be polite about it. It's going to be like, you need to pack up your shit and you need to go like today, like now, like this isn't going to work. Um, but with respect to the sense, yeah, I mean, this is something that needs to be addressed and hopefully, Hopefully she's just wanting to to leave. I think I think hope. this will I think this will work out in your favor. If she can't even clean fucking cheesies off the I mean, fucking um, chairs, you think she's disinfecting everything the way she's supposed to? <laughs> Come right. on, that's right. true. And, and she brought in dirty comfortable furniture. Soiled, yeah, comfortable having soiled furniture, like reception desk, filing cabinet, you name it, in our common space, filthy. For clients to come in and see. I mean, it's just like, are you kidding me? Or even if there was no clients, like, why do you want to live in filth? Ew. But why are you okay with this in a, in a yeah. sterile, in, what should be a sterile environment yeah. anyway? Yeah, that's gross. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think this will help disgusting. you. I think this will definitely help you. Because now, so. now you'll right, have right. like tons of reasons. Yeah, mm, for sure. What do I yeah. know? I got a fucking podcast. I know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I'm so excited that you guys like responded to my my query because really it was just a query like hey got any ideas <laughs> and you were like hey I'd like to talk about that sure why so, not great. no and you right? know what we do I don't know if people know that we notice these things but like we notice the people who you know like and comment on our stuff and we know the people who are actually listening and I'm much more quick to want to have a listener come on and talk about stuff mm. rather than somebody whose people come contacted me and we know that they don't listen to anything we do so <laughs> oh, they just yeah. want to be famous for yeah no i much prefer to have somebody who listens it's happened it's that's happened we're join the conversation sure. where someone wants just, where someone wants to just come on and do a hard sell on something it's i i don't like dealing with people's people i'm like we don't have people right. why am i dealing with your people i'm okay it's with dealing strange. with people's people as long as i know that the person is is also our people, you know, that they've actually right. even heard about yeah. us or listen. Not that I need to be like, oh, have you heard of me? Like, I don't, I don't no, need that kind still. of admiration. Well, you know, when someone, when someone's people want to talk to your people, just put your kids on the phone. It'll, it'll be over <laughs> as quick as possible. Yeah, I was gonna say that won't go. That won't go very well. Amanda brought that up before. In, in I can't remember how long ago, but it kind of felt like this person just kind of googled massage podcasts and like we popped up it's like let's send them a message and see if we can be on uh, their podcast yeah like we want people to join the conversation like you know with you we know that you've listened as i said your name was familiar to me because i've seen you comment on other episodes so i know you're listening you understand what we do and the format that we we work with and the types of conversations we have so you make sense to me as a guest whereas somebody who's you know coming on and saying to whom it may concern i 
I am very <laughs> interested in applying to be a guest. And I'm like, no, no, no. No, we're no. not that formal. <laughs> it's, we're that professional, but we're not that formal. <laughs> and it creates a very fucking awkward moment. Like we had right. this happen and we were talking to someone's people. They booked this guest on our and it, podcast. It was a guest that we were excited to have, by the way, because it was somebody that we thought actually would match with us. But when she got on here, she was mad at us almost. Oh, like, Lord. Oh, it, Lord. <laughs> right? Like, didn't it feel like she was mad at us? <laughs> mad. I feel like her people did not convey what we do with her so she was uh, not expecting was yeah our very kind of candid informal there's no there's no pre-planned questions there's no scripting right. there's no nothing yeah it's, like when we got on the talk. phone with her she and was she like heard that. What? she's like what she's like we're recording this, this like now i right thought now? you know we were just gonna have a discussion no. and like we went over this with your people yeah. do they tell you nothing it's oh, like we don't Lord. we don't do discovery calls and all that kind no, of stuff and it's just better for it. it to be raw and honest but a lot I of mean, people do. What's the and, point, well, right? a lot of people do it. And, you know, it, it works it's just, for their format. It's just, exactly. It's just mm-hmm. not our. It's not. It's not. It's not something we we do. We're not interested. No. In, well, right? like I said, when we first started chatting tonight, before we hit record, Candace, you started telling me about this woman that you work with, and I said, "Stop! Mm-hmm. I don't want to know anything yep, about don't her. Don't want to know because yeah. it's more interesting for me to say, like, what the fuck are we actually talking about right now? What am I dealing <laughs> what with? Happening? What's happening? Right. <laughs> so anyway, I appreciate that you've been listening. I appreciate that you wanted to get our input on this i you know should have said sorry in advance because we were literally no help to you tonight but it was an interesting discussion (laughs) no no you you know what there was definitely some you know meeting of the minds and and definitely there was uh, some things that i will take from this moving forward and yeah no i appreciate it and sometimes just hearing yourself talk things through is enough yeah oh sure absolutely what do i know yeah stop saying what do i know you (laughs) you obviously know something Mm, debatable no You are deplorable. No, anyway, <laughs> I got. We got to stop saying that. Like, I actually, I actually feel a little bit bad. Like, continuing to ma- continuing to make. Do you think that person that wrote that comment on a Facebook group about one of the podcast episodes? You think that person feels bad? No, not at all. Exactly. Right. That person just f- should feel happy that I. I at least blocked out their name when I reposted their comments. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Oh, man. Well, I like to do that, too. You got to call people out sometimes. Is there anything else that we need to talk about? No, not for this episode, but I think that we could probably chat about a whole lot of things down yeah, the you're coming. You know what? When, when, uh, when we're back to not doing phone stuff... Mm-hmm. You're you're gonna plant yourself down in our couch. Yeah, and we're gonna nice. we're gonna Sounds do good. an unprofessional hour. Yeah. I'll bring the cheesies and uh, all right, we'll all right. I'll bring my white chairs. It'll <laughs> be a party. And Amanda will bring the essential oils, and uh, we'll hope oh for the best. <laughs> do you want us? Don't forget the don't forget the hookah, oh, the hookah. hookah fucking pipe. Yeah. I think actually your your colleague would want to be in this. It's like, yeah, she might oh, it's want everything to be invited that I love. Party. Cheesies and essential oils and. <laughs> oh shit. Can we like leave out the sardines on this one though? I'm really sensitive to that. <laughs> yeah, please. Especially if they have gone bad or we're heating them up in a microwave. Oh my goodness. Jesus. Well, anyway. I I guess there's nothing left to say. So I <laughs> I'm still where I was before we had this phone call. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> yeah. No, we have a That's game right. plan. We have a game plan. Get her we out. have a game plan. The game, game plan, plan is That's we're right. gonna you know, it's like it's like any 
ethical decision-making model, right? One of the first things you do, we identify, is this an ethical issue or an ethical dilemma? This is definitely an ethical dilemma. Then the next part of the, or one of the early stages is, let's start to look at what are the requirements of people in these scenarios, right? So we look at the law, we look at we look at college policy, we look at college position statements, we look at the legislation, we figure out, is this person doing anything that's wrong here? And then we start to look at some consultation. So that would be what you're doing now with us, but we're kind of goofy. So I don't know if that's a good idea, but at least consultation with other colleagues, with the college, with the association, and then you do your pros and cons with your different solutions. And then you pick whatever works best for you on, on that particular day. You can only make best of a situation with the information you have with that's you it. at that that's, particular that's moment That's all in time. we can do. Absolutely. And you know what? For somebody who doesn't know a lot, you just know a lot. So I think you answered your own rhetorical question, FYI. Right? What do you know? Mark? You know a lot of things about ethical decision making, which I mean, thank God you do. You teach that. Mm. And, you know, I think now I'm the only goofy one left in this room, but that's fine. (laughs) Okay. I think we've established we're all misfits. All good. Right on. on. It's working. Breakfast club. I like it. I thanks, like it. <laughs> thanks for hanging. This was this was fun. This was this was it a, was great. A nice change off of uh, honestly, it was a nice way to end the weekend from a very stressful week about COVID. So absolutely, it was a great phone call. Cool. Well, thanks for thanks hanging. Thanks so much. Right on. You guys have been listening to two massage therapists at a microphone. Peace.